like I can't remember what all is in it, but it's rolled in spicy Cheeto dust. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. It, I highly recommend. That's a good way to start. Yeah. yeah. Roll your fucking sushi and yeah. Cheeto dust. Do it. Yeah, spicy it's Cheeto dust. Yeah. That's that. Also, did in you, fuego. Yeah. Did you know that the Trader's Joe makes their own spicy Cheetos now? No, I didn't. I didn't know. Did I didn't know the they Trader's Joe to. also has excellent uh, dill pickle flavored puffed popcorn. Yes, they do, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love the Trader's Joe. It's my favorite place. I love the Trader's Joe. And their Joe. cookies are amazing. This episode of Ghosts and Hose sponsored by the Trader's Joe. The fearless flyer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ghosts and Hose. Welcome. Oh, Randall almost Don't died. Almost fell. Wow. He's standing just, up just and almost fell. It was pretty up. impressive. I had to. I like the last one for listeners. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> last week's episode was recorded 15 minutes ago. <laughs> last yes. week's. Last week today. Last week. Where we today. just left off, I just peed and I'm back. <laughs> yes. A whole week later. <laughs> She's finally returned from the toilet. <laughs> I'm going to have to step out to use it. Yeah. Welcome. I didn't do it beforehand. Welcome, Welcome to Ghost and Hose Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about peeing. Um, and, sushi. and sushi this week. The Trader's Joe. Yep. So Randall's uh, falling over. Probably going to die by the time this is done. Balance so, issues. Pretty sure we don't have any backhoes from last week because it was yeah. just a few minutes ago. <laughs> no, and it is all still very fresh in our minds. Um, no this. backhoes. We do have two more patrons. We do? Yes. Yes, Who? we do. Um, well, hang on. Business. Is one of them Jim Caviezel? Well, not since I checked the email last. <laughs> is one Bob. Bob, what's Bob's last name? Cranmer? Yes, also no. Is it Bob Cranmer? It's not. I'm waiting that would for be great, I am though. waiting for an email from Bob. I hope so. What is happening? I don't know. I don't know what this is. Bob's going to be like, I don't know who this Jim Caviezel person is, but please no. do not come and try to fuck my house. He would know who Jim Caviezel was. He, oh, that's right. Passion of the Christ. He, he would know. God. Bless it. Uh, let's My see. brain. Okay, so we've got uh, Nicole and Carly, our oh. new patrons. Yeah. So Thanks, welcome. ladies. Uh, don't you worry. We are getting stuff up there soon. So. We've got it all figured out and worked out, but this hoe is taking off for Europe. So. Um. <laughs> but I will, we will get it. Up there, don't you? Don't you worry. We'll get. Yes. I'll, yes. I've got all... something to post. I just haven't yet, so we'll get that. Uh, I will message you later, Business. later today, which is you know a different day than you'll hear this. But I will be messaging you to get some information so I can send you some things. What? What? Yay! Yay! Stuff and things. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you all, everyone who's leaving reviews and rating. We really appreciate oh, yeah. that as yes, well. Very much so. Um, um, yeah. Hang on, let me pull this back up because, nope. That's Pretty not. sure Jim Caviezel listens now. I mean, somebody's done told him, hey, <laughs> hey, you should listen to this podcast. They talk about you all the time. It's not great, but it's really going to, it's going to help your career, bro. It's really funny. They, they're talking We'd about you. We'd love to have you on. People want to know who you are now. We, we have questions. Also, uh, if you would be so kind as to go onto the link in our Instagram and nominate us. For being one of your favorite podcasts, and we could win an award. Award, yeah, which would be really fucking cool. So it's the Discover Pod, uh, Discover Pods Awards. Um, so you can go on. You just put in your email address and nominate us for whatever 
uh, you think we should. Like, uh, maybe number 11, best comedy podcast. And then um, number six, true best true crime podcast is a thing. That Into you it. Could. I mean, you could. If you, you would. Please. We, we, yes. We please do. Um, we we would be very, very happy if very you did happy. that. Uh, and that will be running until I think they are, um, they'll notify the nominees in November. Cool. So you've got a little bit of time, but please go do that. That would be fucking fantastic. Um, I I have a backhoe that I should have done in the last episode. Which was just a few minutes ago, yeah. so whatever. But I Keep forgot going. about it until just now when I had to look at Instagram. It's the same day it counts. It is, but Do go on. they're not going to hear it. Well, I, who knows when this is coming out? I don't even know. I'm so I confused do. by everything. Do you Please don't <laughs> ever worry. I will do it. Uh-huh. Self can do. Yes. This self, you don't. Yes. No, not worry, this self. That worry, self. Worry about yourself. <laughs> you drive. No, thank you. Yes. Worry about yourself. You drive. Um, I will have posted it before this episode, but I just want to apologize. Oh, God. I wasn't aware that our episode of Laughing in the Dark was available to listen. Oh. Yeah. Shit. I, I didn't know. Well, then, yay. I, it was like the end of September. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh. Did you know? Fuck no. Oh, well, now. <laughs> I'd have said something. By the way, it's out now. Yay. Uh, so there's an, a mini-sode of Laughing in the Dark with our Cranival Studios partner, other podcast, uh, Laughing in the Dark with Sarah. And we were on her show. Yeah. So sorry that we didn't know. Uh, we should pay more attention to these things. Well, now you all know, so but check we, it out. We have at this point that you are listening to it, it has been posted. And go listen to it because we talk about some of our investigations mm-hmm. and it's really fucking cool. And I actually have to finish listening to it. But yeah, and go check out her podcast because it's a good one. Yeah, it's really funny. She's got comedians and yeah. they... Go around haunted places and talk about the history, talk about it, and be funny and such. So do that, and we also will eventually be going to hang out with her in fucking L.A. And that yes, we because we talked. I don't know. I do want to go hang out with. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I don't think that part probably made it into. No, that was just us talking. Hey, we're going to go and making plans to go hang out and have fun. Yes. And then we'll do a crossover episode and it'll be great. Word. Someday we'll do that. Yes. (laughs) When I don't know. Um, Yeah. I ordered new luggage for my trip. Oh, good. Yeah. It's fucking. Is it the one that you can plug your phone into? No, I wish. Okay. Um, That, I love that website. I love their luggage, but they didn't have anything that. Like, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on one piece of luggage, right. I need it to look incredible. Sure. I bought, it's two pieces, one like a big suitcase and then a carry-on. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. She's reaching for her phone. That means there's a photo. It means I need to see it. It yeah. means it's probably pretty fucking glorious. It is. It's this. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Y'all, it's sparkly. But yeah, it's glittery. It's oh my God. Is it that color too? Yeah. The teal? Yeah. <gasps> Bitch. I know. I know. 
I know. Oh, bitch. I know. I was like, what? Nope. Into it. Give it. Sold. Get done. Give unto me that. The glitter suitcase. That's rad as fuck. Right now. Yeah, it's like a teal, like a bright teal, and it's glittery as fuck. Which is glitter is my favorite color. So Yes. Um Shiny. I yeah, it should be here next week. Yay. I'm very excited and then it should be. Yeah. And then I can start packing. Yes. Um they also have it uh the carry on in uh like a pink, like a light blush. Oh yeah, that's pretty too. Yeah. But I was like, I like the teal because that's well, it's like the same color as my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm super into it. Hang on. Love it. Love it. Love it. Too bad it doesn't come in black. Does it come in black? It doesn't. Damn it. Just those two. Um, But yeah, thank you, the Amazon.com, for fucking showing me this amazing, wonderful. um, Oh, there's a video. It needs a video? So it can show you how fucking glittery it is in the light. Oh, yes. Which is. It's Bitch. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Into like, it, it and down. Give me that now. So yeah, soon, soon I will be over overseas in the UK. You will be. So if you're there, uh, go to her shows in the Ireland. In Dublin, yeah. My shows. Oh fuck balls. Gotta. Gotta yeah, you gotta figure. You gotta, gotta do write, the stuff and things. Gotta gotta write some more material yeah. for that. Jesus, take the wheel, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, take the wheel. This fucking that. guy, he's gonna hate us too. Him and Bob, <laughs> uh, they're gonna like bro up and come after us. Come at me, bro. Try it. <laughs> try, I dare you. you. Try it. Good God Almighty. <laughs> so it is well into Halloween. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell me. Uh, 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 my brain is my my everything. My days. <laughs> it's photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot. Yeah. Did one last weekend. Got another one coming up. Ugh. Photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot. No. So, and recording, recording, recording. Work, work, work. Family, family, family. Sweet, sweet Jim Caviezel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this. Um... This story I'm about to do. Yes, because you go first. I do. Because today, after this, we are going to meet our friend Seth Michael, and he's doing a really cool class in a very haunted basement in town. Yes. And uh, so we are going to go do that with him. Yes. We're going to go talk to dead people after this. So, go. So. Yes. It is in keeping with the Halloween theme. I'm trying to do all of my... October stories is like spooky Halloweeny. Spooky. So, sources for this: uh, Wikipedia, uh, onlyinyourstate.com article by Carol Ann Carson, mm. uh, ArkansasBusiness.com, uh, Gwen Moritz, mm-hmm. Ranker, Hannah Collins, and Christopher Myers. Yes. And then an interview on Yahoo.com. Yahoo. Yeah, by Ethan Alter. So That's my coffee. Yes. It's real icy right now. I see that. So this 
is the story of John Markle and the Exorcist Curse. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So, as we know, I think The Exorcist is the scariest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but behind-the-scenes shenanigans are almost more terrifying than the movie itself. Some say the movie was cursed. Others say it was a series of unfortunate coincidences. But one thing is for sure, shit's fucked. <laughs> one thing's for sure, shit's fucked. Um, unlike The Curse of Poltergeist, this one seems to be a series of unfortunate and spooky events. Mm-hmm. So a couple of cast members died during post-production. Um, natural causes. Okay. They're both older. Uh, while a few cast members had people die in their families, friend circles, during filming. Um, all told, nine deaths can be connected back to the movie in some way. Damn. Another spooky thing about the set that leads people to claim the movie was cursed. The fact that numerous members of the cast and crew claim to have seen props and other objects moving on their own including the actual telephone used by the crew. They saw it uh, lift up. Levitate. uh, Lift up and get put back down a few times. Um, Director William Friedkin asked one of the film's religious advisors to perform a real exorcism on set in order to ease everyone's fears, but he initially refused. However, after a fire broke out on set, he changed his mind and performed a blessing on the set. Okay. Uh, That fire happened... After a bird flew into a circuit box and caused an electrical fire, which halted production for six weeks because it completely destroyed the set. Oh, damn. Well, except for one set piece. Reagan's Reagan's room remained completely untouched by the fire. Which is absolutely terrifying, but it could also have been due to the fact that that set piece in particular was a literal icebox. Uh, it was oh. kept at around like negative thirty to negative forty degrees. So people could see their breath. So people could see their breath. The yeah. Exorcist set. Yep. Story. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, because. Uh, exactly. He wanted to see their breath mm-hmm. legitimately instead mm-hmm. of adding it in later. Uh, it's also reported that it even snowed on the set one time due to the moisture in the air from oh. all of the cast and crew members on set at the time. Oh, that's crazy. Like it was so cold in there that. When they were sweating, because, you know, they're completely bundled up, yeah. except for fucking poor Linda Blair, who's right. in a nightgown. Uh, but it was like their sweat would freeze to their skin. Like, it was literally the tundra. Yikes. Uh, director William Friedkin was also a dick Oh, uh, on set. He would fire guns without warning to startle the actors and garner genuine fear and startle them genuinely like Bro. just to freak them out calm the fuck down uh, he slapped a priest oh to get a, like a like, real one a real priest was uh an extra in the movie and he i think the guy at the end who gives the last rites is a priest yeah. yeah and he was another consultant on the film but he was not getting the reaction he wanted out of this priest so, so he, he well he asked him he's like him. do you trust me and the priest is answered yes and so he slaps him in the face and starts rolling so when he's doing his scene and performing this ceremony his he's shaking like visibly shaken oh god bless it and that was have you seen the exorcist well yes but it's been so long but yeah so um there's another and again he's the one who insisted on keeping reagan's room a fucking freezer yep uh, there's a scene in the film where Ellen Burstyn, a.k.a. Reagan's mom, Chris McNeil, is tossed across the room by her daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scream that she lets out when she hits the floor is 
genuine pain. Oh, yeah, didn't uh, she break something? The Yeah, the harness she had been wearing for the stunt had been pulled too hard, and she told him beforehand that they were pulling her too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, cool. But she was truly injured when she landed on the floor, and it led to a lifelong spinal injury. Oh, shit. She, in an interview, she clearly had words with him about it, because she was like, I fucking told you. They were doing this too hard. Right. Um, but decades later, she said that she wished him no ill will. And he said, he's like, you know, I had to do at the time what we had to do because I would rather have her pulled too hard one time instead of having to have her pulled hundreds of times to get the right reaction. I'd rather which... injure her for life <laughs> one time. She yes. probably would have been injured for life. I mean, either way. In his eyes, it was like, yeah. she's going to get injured for life yeah. either way. Yeah. So let's get so it, let's out get of it the done way. quick. Yeah. Right, you right. Know? And she's like, I get it. So it's like not something that permanently like crippled right. her, but she's got this spinal injury that, you know, regular massages are necessary. Mm-hmm. Um... And this is a story I was trying so hard to figure out how I could fit all three of these things. See this this curse and these two other instances. I won't. So I will come back to this story at another day. Okay. Uh, New York Medical University x-ray technician Paul Bateson was at work when filming was taking place and was actually used as an extra in the scene when Reagan is getting all of her tests done. Okay. Uh, he is the x-ray technician in the scene. Just doing his normal job. They're like, hey, you guy over there, you know what you're doing to help. He received a 20-year prison sentence for murder in 1979 after stabbing and beating his date, film critic Addison Verrill, to death with a metal skillet. Uh, Oh. Yep, he stabbed him, beat him to death with a skillet. While in prison, he confessed to the other inmates that he had murdered and dismembered six other gay men, which had been dubbed the Bag Murders by the New York media. He was never convicted of those murders, unfortunately. And again, like I said, someday I'll get to the full story of this asshole, but I just wanted to focus on something that I never actually knew about. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember hearing about this a long time ago. Paul Bateson fucking, they're like, oh, did you know that there was a murderer on set? Nope, that's creepy. Uh, But this, this is another one. So the exorcist is not linked to just one murderer. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's another. Mm-hmm. And this is the story of John Markle. Do go on. Oh, so this was a preamble to your actual story. Yes, I connected the curse of the exorcist, quote-unquote, to these two murderers. But I'm just telling the story of one today. And some, uh, I don't know, did you mention the fax machine from Exorcist 3, I think it was? No, I just did the first movie. Okay. But yeah, there's so much. Throughout the filming history of The Exorcist, there's been a bunch of shit that's gone wrong oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. the set. Like Poltergeist. Well, yeah, um, there was, I think it was it was the filming for either Exorcist 3 or the reboots that came out a few years ago mm-hmm. that uh, one of the fax machines just started printing sixes. Just shooting out pages full of sixes. Yeah. Which is very disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so, but, like, that also could be a super dope prank that someone pulled. It's very well. <laughs> yes. I haven't heard about that one. I mean, it obviously could have been a prank, but. Very well could have been. But, like, either way, either super creepy event or one of the best pranks that could have been pulled. One of the two. Chef's kiss. Yeah, Chef's exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, the whole series is just, just full of shit. Terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. except for the second one. 
which is more hilarious when I you watch saw it now. The last time The Exorcist was at the Hollywood, Linda Blair came and did a Q&A, uh, which I, was really cool. I uh, have seen her in person. She's kind of a nutcase. Yeah. She's, re- she's, like, she's a super sweet lady, but it's just like real intense about mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. She's super into wildlife conservation yes. now. Um, but she like she had nothing but praises for uh, Friedkin and William Peter Blatty. Yeah, she had to have bodyguards for six months yeah. after the movie came out because she was receiving death threats. Oh, good God! Constantly, and she was she like was fourteen. She was ch- uh, and also she said like she's super proud of what she did. She holds yeah. no ill will towards anybody, but she was like filming that was movie a fucking was nightmare. absolute hell. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Well, also, and again, she was. Wearing a nightgown for most of filming mm-hmm. in a fucking below, above the covers, yeah, below zero temperatures, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the whole scene where she's flipping up and down like that couldn't have felt great. Yeah, that that hurt her for <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, that was painful for her. I remember, but her saying. yeah, and the whole rig she had to have yeah. glued onto her for the pea soup scene. Mm-hmm. It's a it's like this whole thing that got glued to her back. Yeah, it was actually too. In the final cut of the movie, it's two separate actresses. One is uh, Linda Blair, and the other one they had to go back and have, because she couldn't wear that thing for too long, because it hurt. Right. And she also was disgusted by the pea soup and everything. Yeah. So they had another actress go back and film the scene with the vomit, and then they had Linda Blair come back in and mimic what she was doing, Mm -hmm. and they superimposed the two. Okay. And that's also kind of what looks so fucking creepy when it happens. And I think also the the scene where she's flipping up and down that's the, that's the masturbation scene, right? Uh, or is those, are those separate? Uh, the separate. I the know one the where flipping scene actually Mother! that gave her a spinal injury. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Because well, of the harness and stuff yeah. that they had so to use. So have... two people got in, in, severely yeah. injured on that side. Yeah, you've not met her yet, but co-producer Lamanda, mm-hmm. who is also our Vixens of Horror creative director and SFX artist extraordinaire, does an incredible Reagan. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so if you go to uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah, if you go to uh, Makeup Artistry by Amanda McGahey, you can see her Reagan. Yeah, um, it's, it's also on our Vixens of Horror um, Instagram. Yeah. So. Very creepy. Sorry. Yes. No. Once you brought up that, I'm like, oh, I know so much about like, this. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm into it. So very into it. So, Mercedes McCambridge was an Oscar-winning actress who threw away years of sobriety in order to voice the demon Pazuzu. In The Exorcist. Uh, As a devout Catholic, it's reported that she kept her priest nearby, at least by phone, in case she needed him. Uh, Because she was digging deep. And and again, she threw away her sobriety. Yeah. Do you mention how much she smoked in there? Oh, yeah. You wrote that? Okay. Cartons. She She smoked like three or four packs a day. Yeah. Just to to get the voice. Uh huh. And so, and years of, because she wanted to, like, release all inhibitions. So she got drunk. So she could be she a literal demon. Hammered okay. and smoked all um, the cigarettes. So okay. as a devout Catholic, again, she had a priest, because she literally put herself through actual hell, recording the demonic voices you hear yeah. on screen, uh, going so far as choking herself with a scarf, mm-hmm. having crew members bind her to a chair, so God she damn, could sis. sound like she was struggling against the ties, and swallowing raw eggs. No, thank you. Uh, she was a serious and devoted actress, but her name was originally cut from the credits of the film because yeah. Friedkin wanted people to believe that it was teenage Linda Blair. 
Don't worry, though. She fought back and eventually got her name put in where yeah. it belongs. Well, good. Um, After all that, good God. But, I mean, that's... Yeah, I seriously recommend... And that's just a little bit. Like, I seriously recommend go research her, especially for her work on this film. It's what was her name again? Mercedes McCambridge. Okay. And she plays Whew. into this story. Um, aside from being a fucking incredible... Yeah, her, her work in the movie is, actress. is I mean, she won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. She's an Oscar-winning actress. Mm-hmm. Um... So in 1941, she gave birth to her son, John Lawrence Fifield, who would eventually adopt his stepfather's last name and became known as John Markle. Uh, John's relationship with his mother was uh, contentious at best. Uh, Most of their issues were probably related to the fact that she was a raging alcoholic uh, who was in and out of the hospital. Eventually, she began attending AA and by 1969 was sober. Um, unfortunately, spending his formative years with the other version of his mother didn't really make them super close once she had achieved her sobriety. Mm -hmm. Uh, Despite all of this, John graduated from UCLA with a master's degree in economics in 1968 and married his girlfriend, Christina, also known as Chris, that same year. In 1979, John, Christina, and their two daughters, Amy and Suzanne, moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, where he worked for the company Stevens, Inc. as a futures trader. Okay. So. It's very boring. So yeah. much math. Yes. Trading. Tr- yes. Trading. Money. Exactly. Um, Stocks. Who needs it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mercedes McCambridge relocated to Little Rock to be closer to her family in 1981 and stayed close by for a few years. Um, he was not well liked by his colleagues. Oh. I uh, was apparently a complete asshole, but was incredibly good at his job, earning fuckloads of money for his employers. Just like Jim Caviezel. <laughs> exactly. Correct. So he threatened to kill a co-worker with an AK-47 once. No big deal. Just like Jim Caviezel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he actually <laughs> bought, he brought a, a trunk full of guns to work. No <laughs> shit. To show that Bro. he was like, I'll murder I, you. I could fucking I really kill can you. kill you. I, oh. But, you know. I'm buddy, like, oh, John. What a John, fucked up Jesus. flex. Yeah, he also, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucked up flex. I'm like, uh, hey guys, come to my car and check out what I can do to you. I just imagine it's like the office where yeah. you, like they pan to the parking lot and he just opens his trunk full of guns. He's just standing there. Just staring like <laughs> white shroot. Yeah. And then the guy was like, what the fuck? That is a fucked up flex. It's a, it's a seriously fucked up flex. And then it cuts to Michael. He's like, you had a big trunk. Yeah. <laughs> It's very clean. And then Jim Caviezel comes out of nowhere. <laughs> just walks by. Just walks by waves. Jesus. Um, Jesus over here. Apparently he also had an affinity for wearing purple shoes. Don't know why. Okay. And also would wear a leather like Harley Davidson cap during trading and he would make his assistant wear one too. So so he's a little extra. A okay, little. he's he's a little extra. He's very Just, he's very particular about shit, and he's including also his a guns. Fucking dick. Uh, Sounds like a dick. He wears yeah. purple shoes and a leather Harley hat, and you gotta wear one too. Yep. So, keeps but a bunch only, of guns in his only trunk. during trading. He like apparently it was his lucky. It's hat. It's his lucky hat. And his, um, and his assistant Jim Caviezel. Jim, put your fucking hat on. Uh, Bro, I was Jesus. I don't give a shit. Put the fucking hat on. Oh Jesus. Uh, so, in addition to being an alleged stoner, he was also a very heavy smoker. Uh, his high-stress job and shitty health practices landed him in the hospital at 43 for a sextuple heart bypass surgery. Damn. 43. Uh, in 1986, shit started to take a turn. 
Uh, John was arrested and charged for solicitation of a sex worker, but the charge was dropped and later reduced to public intoxication with marijuana, sure. uh, which he pled guilty to. In early October of 1987, Markle was placed on medical leave from Stevens, Inc. Uh, oh, that was the chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that sure. really was the chair. Yep. Okay. Uh, however, the company had no intention of letting him return to work because they discovered that he had been embezzling money. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, because I'm 100% against the devilment of math, I will try and explain this as simply as possible. Markle had created an account in his mother's name Mm -hmm. and through the assistance of a friend at another trading company was able to divert funds from the day into this dummy account instead of placing it in the account he ran for Stevens, Inc. Okay, so here's a really easy way to relate that. Office space. Yes. That is what happens in office space. That is touche. I was too distracted by the math to remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, But yeah, so he created this account. Funneled a couple. Funneled. Like, Nothing. Oh, like, oh no! But he funneled millions. Of right, dollars. millions of dollars. No, but like they think. No, no, he didn't. He didn't even skim. He just. Oh, he up just stole. Oh, yeah. okay. He wasn't even. So slick. they were smarter about it in office space. I'm just yeah. over here trying to make my chair fart again mm-hmm. to show you guys it really. Was. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. But no, so he would like, what he would do, he would do the day trading. Right. And instead of like putting that money from Stevens Inc. in back into their account, he would have his friend wait till the end of the day, hold the funds, and then put them in divert them into the other account. Huh. So So it, like it wouldn't show up as an actual transaction. Basically. Uh, or I like mean, it would happen too late for anybody to notice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um they lost millions of dollars, which was not normal, especially with Markle at the helm. His buddy then moved to another company, and Markle moved both of those accounts, the Stevens Inc. and his mother's, to that same company. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a time, everything was working in his favor. All of the paperwork was being sent to his home. Unfortunately for him, one statement was sent to Stevens Inc., and the plot began to unfold at that time. Yeah, It was at this point that they placed him on medical leave because of his history with heart issues. And it was only later discovered by law enforcement that he'd been terminated on November 13th, 1987. Mm. Um, it was a dark and stormy night on November 16th, 1987. It was remember. a dark and stormy night. Why are you from mm-hmm. Jamaica? That's not <laughs> Nope. What? That's not where she was from in that accent. Kind of. I don't know. Um, we can go, do you want to go Irish? It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> she could try, but it'll turn out from Jamaica again. It was, it a, was dark a dark and stormy and night. Stormy night. Um, so at 4 a.m., John Markle called Richard Lawrence, his attorney, and asked him to come to the house as soon as possible. I done fucked up. Uh, so Lawrence tried calling Markle back after they hung up twice, but was unable to reach him. Knowing that something was off because he was aware of everything going on, Lawrence called the Little Rock Police Department and requested to have an officer sent to the house. It was 4.10 a.m. Oh, damn. Uh, The house was dark when Lawrence arrived, and he figured the power may have been out because of the storm. He also didn't see a patrol car, figuring that they may not have received his request because of an issue with the phone lines, again, caused by the storm. Uh, He had seen a couple of police officers uh, and their cars at a store nearby, so he went and asked an officer to come with him to the Markle home for a a welfare check. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Officer Jeffrey Armstrong joined Lawrence 
and found the front door to the home slightly open. Oh, no. Yep. That's never a good sign. Nope. Uh, when he entered the home, he discovered John Markle's body in the study at 4.17 a.m. Shortly afterwards- One hour and 10 minutes after 3.07. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, when they started searching a little bit in the house- they found the bodies of 13-year-old Amy and 9-year-old Suzanne oh, together no. in Amy's bed in her second-floor bedroom. Uh, Chris Markle, who had just celebrated her 45th birthday the week before, was found dead on the couple's waterbed in the master bedroom. Oh, waterbeds. <laughs> that was going to be my comment. Mm-hmm. Yep. During the investigation... Honestly, <laughs> I mean, she deserves it. <laughs> no, she didn't. No, I'm uh, during the investigation, police found out that John Markle had voided his will in the days before the murders, and found a handwritten replacement at the scene. They also found a long letter to his mother, which was basically filled with hateful rantings against her, saying she was a terrible mother. Oh, shit. But also contained the information that she had no prior knowledge of his plans, specifically in relation to the embezzlement. Um, police found something around 18 guns in the house, but concluded that only three had been used to carry out the crimes. He needed three guns to kill his wife and two children. We'll get there. You'll see. Uh, it was one also fucking, one bullet. Fucking purple shoes. No, you'll see. Um, it was also discovered during the autopsies that he had drugged himself and his family with an antidepressant called Elevil because uh, one of the side effects was drowsiness. Huh. Uh, so he drugged them before he shot them later okay. that night. Uh, on his desk, police found a pad of yellow legal paper with the following note. 11-16-87 at 2.30 a.m. Let it hereby be stated that, as true, that I, John L. Markle, murdered my wife and two children, Amy and Suzanne, and then committed suicide myself. Damn. My wife had no knowledge or part in this. I think the evidence shall so prove John Markle. In his briefcase, they found two letters to Lawrence marked in the order in which he was to read them. A long letter to Markle's mother, Mercedes McCambridge, 64 $100 bills, a $5,000 cashier's check, a spiral notebook, a handwritten will which left nothing to his wife or daughter is weird, and assorted personal papers such as car titles and birth certificates. Because he had been planning this like a fucking asshole. Good God. After he killed his family, John Markle took a pistol to each side of his head and pulled the triggers. Hence, three. Oh. He sat down and one on each side and pulled both triggers at the same time. So he was not fucking around. Wow. Um, As if this weren't horrifying enough already, police also found a copy of Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street in the VCR, which led them to believe that was why both girls were sleeping together in Amy's room. Okay. Um, And with a total of 14 gunshots, you'd think someone would have heard something and called the cops, right? Well... The sounds were drowned out by the thunderstorm that had been raging on all night. Oh, of course. Jesus Christ. Why uh, kill the family? Mm-hmm. And I, So while McCambridge refused to talk about what happened all the way up until her death in 2004, it's believed that Markle murdered his family and himself as a way to avoid spending time in prison. I also believe personally that he didn't want to go through the legalities of divorce and custody battles, but that's just my own conjecture. I don't really know. Right. Well, here's the thing. You're going to go down for all this fucking embezzlement. Kill yourself. Leave your fucking family alone. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Even though he had wished to avoid any kind of messy legal battles in life, there were multiple cases against him and his estate in death that lasted for years. 
Uh, okay. Because right. his company was like, fucking stole all this money from us. Give it his back. His mom was like, I didn't do it. That was just one. So maybe that's why he killed his wife and children so that mother would bear the brunt of this. He was no fan of his mom, even though he said she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Also could have been. You know, because kind of in like the a end, fuck you. yeah, in the end, it bit her in the ass because they kept fucking with her. Yeah. Maybe that's why he took his wife and kids out. Possibly. Um, perhaps the worst thing of all. Jesus. Even though it's all absolutely awful. Touche. Uh, is that the police found a bloody old man Halloween mask near Markle's body. <sighs> Investigators later concluded from blood analysis that Markle had worn the rubber mask while he shot and killed <gasps> his family. Gross. And that is the exorcist curse and murderer John Markle. Which, by the way, I've seen a photo of the mask. <gasps> oh, boy. Well, now you got me curious. Fuck. That guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yup. Oh, God. It's Hold on. I'm coming fucking around. Fucking terrifying. Wow. That's fucking gross. <gasps> no. Like. Yep. It looks like a terrifying drawing from Shel Silverstein come to life. Yeah. It's awful. Right? Or, like, the horrible, horrible, like, fucking nursery rhyme, fairy tale, witch man, monster, Baba Yaga thing. Fuck that. No, that's gross. Oof. That's gross. Well, um, my story today is nowhere near a bummer that... It was last week. Last week, a.k.a. half an hour ago. Right. Um, And the bummer we just listened to now. Uh, No, actually, I just have a haunted location. Not just, but I have a haunted location. Right. Uh, So it's it's a little bit more informational Hmm. um, than actual murder. (laughs) So uh, today, we're going to talk about the Athens Lunatic Asylum. Ooh. Greece? Yes. No, 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 no. It's in Ohio, actually. Okay. <laughs> my next guess was Georgia. <laughs> um, so my sources are Legends of America, Road Trippers, and HauntedAthensOhio.com. So here we go. Let's do it. Yes. The Athens Lunatic Asylum opened on January 9th, 1874 on 141 acres. It was designed to house 500 patients. Uh-oh. The criminally and mentally insane, as well as Civil War soldiers suffering from PTSD, which they didn't understand at the time, clearly, so they just labeled them mentally insane. What year was this again? 1874. Okay, yeah. PTSD is not a thing. Yeah. So Athens was once one of Ohio's largest asylums and one of the first hospitals to be built using the Kirkbride Plan, which was a standardized method that governed the way institutions were built and the way patients could be treated. I don't like it. So if you think that sounds ominous. It is. You would be correct, (laughs) my friends. Uh, So within two years... The name changed to the Athens Hospitalio. Bless you. Bless it. Two years, names changed to the Athens Hospital for the Insane. Over the years, actually, the name changed several times. It was the Athens State Hospital, 
the Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center, and the Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center. Good Lord. That's a lot of fucking names over the years. And that's not and those aren't even the end the names that it's going to end on, but we will get there. Um some of the really fun super cool reasons that could get you a one-way ticket in were epilepsy, looking at Uzi. Yep. You'd I would be, be in there. Straight up in there. Are you uh, optic? Mhm. Okay, um, I know that. Yeah, I haven't had a seizure since like 2001. Okay. But still all right, well, uh, I'll make yeah. sure to tone the strobes down in here next <laughs> Thank time. you. I mean, it was getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Sunday afternoon full of strobe lights. <laughs> Randall, why? So, yes, epilepsy. Uh, menopause. That's oh. a good one. Alcohol addiction. Uh, tuberculosis, a.k.a. the galloping consumption, as yes. to which they had an entire wing dedicated to... Um. General ill health also accounted for many admissions, which included in the first three years of operation, 39 men and 44 women who were in just for general ill health. So whatever the fuck that means. Um, For female patients hospitalized during these first three years of the asylum's operation, the three leading causes of insanity were recorded as pupural condition, which is relating to childbirth, so I'm guessing postpartum, postpartum depression, okay. change of life, and which I'm assuming is menopause, sure, and menstrual derangements, which I'm guessing is standard uh, fucking PMS. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bitch, in you go. You're kind of being a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So according to an 1876 report... The leading cause of insanity among the male patients was masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. I'll attest to that. Yeah. Jacking off will get you a one-way ticket into the asylum. Makes sense. The second most common cause of insanity for men was listed as intemperance, a.k.a. alcohol addiction. Gotcha. So, as time went on, the staff put some of the patients to work in various positions, including the farm, which started to make the asylum a profit. More buildings were added, including a farm office, an amusement hall, additional wards for the lungers, a laundry, power plant, stables, firehouse, mechanic shop, therapy rooms, and the grounds grew to over 1,000 acres. Oh, boy. Right. Naturally, they started to get a little greedy because the farm was for profit, so they decided to up the number of patients they took in. Uh-oh. Kirkbride Hospitals also had a reputation for being a place that you could just dump family members mm-hmm. with um, that you couldn't afford to take care of. So the hospital started to fill up with the homeless, the elderly, rebellious teens, which were also a good one. I mean, right. that I get, but <laughs> yeah, um, teenagers are awful. Yes, so they Sorry were if you're a teenager. You're awful. You're awful. Yeah, horrible. They were super down with hydrotherapy. Mm. Electroshock therapy. Hydrotherapy being waterboarding. Uh, What they would do is, we had talked about this several episodes back, pre-Randall, about um, Mary Lurency Venom. Mm -hmm. Um, They would take you and dip you in a vat of ice water Mm -hmm. and then a vat of hot water and back and forth. Um. So, hydrotherapy. 
fun fact. Restraint. Uh, half of hydrotherapy is something that you get done to you as a child when you have uh, heart palpitation issues. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they dip you in ice water, hot water? Your head. Just your own. Oh, so when you, uh, I have a condition called supraventricular tachycardia, yes. uh, which has not kicked up in decades. Good. But when I was a kid, when my heart would get crazy and they couldn't calm me down, mm-hmm. they would dunk my head in ice water for five seconds at a time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they do that in horror movies too. Looks fun. It's, not at all. It was <laughs> horrifying yeah. as a child. Uh, yeah, Jesus. It wasn't, yeah. fun. wasn't fun at all. No. Well, it was like um, my first seizure. I was like 14 months old or something. And my mom was in the car. I was in the car seat, and she wasn't driving, but she turned around and was like, my baby! And her friend was trying to be calm and driving. She's like, take her out of the car seat, take off her onesie, and roll down the window. All right. Yeah, because if I get a fever or anything like that, it can bring on a seizure. So they were trying to get me to cool down. and So, yeah. That's why when I get sick, I have to be very careful that I don't let my fever get too high. Yes. Lots of ibuprofen for you. Oh, yes. Anyway, sorry. Yes, no, fine. So they're down with hydrotherapy, electroshock therapy, restraint. Oh, good. love to tie a fucker up. So do I. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. And psychotropic drugs, which would be considered harmful today. Oh. Turn page. Not the good kind. What, like LSD? Yeah, no. Too much. Um, MKUltra? <laughs> it, ooh. Have you guys it, talked about that yet? No. Ooh, you should. We will. Yeah. And by the 1950s, the hospital housed nearly 2,000 patients. That's too many. Which is God three damn. times over capacity. Yeah. It was built to hold 500. That's nuts. Right. But it still had the Four same. Four times. Yes. Still had the same number of its original staff. Oh, for no. For 500. Wow. Did it say how many staff members there were? No. No, it just said it had for, the same for number. For 500, if they were smart about it, they would probably staff like 30, 40 people. So mm-hmm. at 2,000, that's what, like three to one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sure. yeah. shit's not going good. Um, patients were restrained for days at a time. <gasps> they were crowded into, crowded God knows how deep, uh, into rooms that were designed for one patient. Oh, no. Um, and they were often beaten by staff. Oh. Essentially the stuff of nightmares and a recipe for an eventual real haunted location. In the 1960s, the government introduced a policy called deinstitutionalization. It's a very long word. (laughs) Which moved patients out of state-run insane asylums and into federally funded mental health centers to improve the care for the mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, the number of patients at the asylum started to decline and buildings started to get abandoned one by one. The grounds had three graveyards from the time of the asylum's opening in 1867 until 1945. The graves just had simple numbered stones with the names of the dead kept in ledgers. The last burial in the graveyard in the graveyard was in 1972. Only one of the registers still exists today. Wow. Not sure if there was another or not, but there is only one, and it has only 1,700 names, and 1,700 names of the over 2,000 known burials. Oh. Wow. Right. So I don't know if that other ledger exists or if they were just like, yeah, fuck it. 
which is also a possibility. Mm-hmm. So in 1977, the asylum housed Billy Milligan, who was accused of rape and armed robbery. He was also the first person that used the defense of having multiple personality disorder and was acquitted. Two of his alters committed the crimes without his knowledge. So while he was at the asylum, it was discovered that he had 10 personalities, and over the years, 14 more would be discovered. He was released after a decade in the asylum, and he died in 2014. Um... The following year, the hospital made headlines again when on December 1st, 1979, a patient named Margaret Schilling disappeared. Margaret liked to play hide-and-seek with staff members. Margaret went to hide, and somehow they forgot to go look for her. They got busy. They got sidetracked. They're understaffed, what have you. Nobody went to look for her. Um, on January 12th, 1979, 42 days from when she disappeared, a maintenance worker found her body in a locked abandoned building that used to house patients with infectious disease. It was the tuberculosis wing. She was found lying naked on the floor with her clothes folded neatly next to her. I don't like that. No idea how she got in there, why why it was locked, whether it was locked from the inside or the outside. It was fucking locked. Um, let's see. Even a uh, test showed that she died of heart failure. So now remember, she'd been missing for 42 days, and even though it was winter, she was a bit decomposed, and the stain where Margaret's body was found is still there today, despite how many times it's been washed away. They've tried to scrub this thing off so many times, it won't go away. It's real vivid like See, you, now, it's it's unmistakable that's one of those things where is. at the end of the horror movie that that is written about this that's uh that building is demolished and then the grass underneath it is burned in that same image yeah, no, it's still there yeah, um the hospital finally closed its doors in 1993 and the remaining patients disappeared to other hospitals it sat empty for several years before the restoration began Mm-hmm. See, back in 1988, all of the facilities and 300 acres of the grounds were deeded to the University of Ohio. No shit. In 2001, the renovation work started and the property name was changed to the Ridges. And the main building is called Lynn Hall. It houses music and biotech offices and storage. Um to the surprise of absolutely fucking no one, um, the building as well of, as the grounds are reported to be haunted. No. University students have reported figures standing in empty wings of empty buildings, uh, disembodied screams, the sound of squeaky gurney wheels, strange lights, and Margaret, who has been seen by many. I don't like that. Welcome to college. It's haunted. Here's the ghost of a naked, crazy lady. And that is the story of the Athens Lunatic Asylum. Goo. Goo is right. You should see it. That stain is legit. Goo indeed. They made the building all fancy. Not all of them are being used. Um, They've also got a little art museum in that main building there. But the main building, Lynn Hall, that that was it. That was the original built in 18... 74 
Mm-mm. for the criminally insane. Mm, I don't like it. Yeah. Now, students take classes in there. <laughs> and some of the other buildings are still, to this day, just abandoned. They don't use them for anything. God. Right. That's... Duh. So that... That is... Is that. That stain's definitely still there. Oh, yeah. It, it goes nowhere. They have tried and tried. Ooh. They've scrubbed. They've scrubbed. Um, they, they do, if you go on to, if you look up the Athens Lunatic Asylum, they will do haunted tours. I believe hmm. it's like the every third something. It's, it's a monthly thing. Yeah. So if you want to go on there and look it up, look it up. Um, if you want us to come spend the night in the building. We would love to. Hit us up. Hit us up. We'll put sleeping bags on either side of Margaret Stain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, see what happens. I got, oh, in my head. Let's get weird, Mags. Because, you Go. know, it's, it's Halloween time. It is. Uh, I've been watching many a scary movie. I like to play, uh, roulette on mm. Netflix or Hulu or Shudder and just. Ooh, horror roulette. Yeah, just pick. Oh, man, you can get some real bad shit, though. I like exactly. not, not good bad. I, I mean, bad yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are some where I have just rage quit halfway through. Right. I'm like, this right. is fucking terrible. Stop it. Um, but in my head, I'm just now imagining like this creepy old pseudo shining naked lady mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in yeah. the darkness. We sit up in our sleeping bags. She's like, let's play hide and seek. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I just or like conjuring style. Do you want to play hide and go clap? <laughs> I just saw, I saw the nun. I, I did liked, too. I liked it. I just saw the nun. I, I did. I liked it. Yeah. I liked there are it. moments of it I really liked. Yeah, right. I mean, I overall, didn't love it. it was it was entertaining. It I was. thought I thought the the way they kind of shoehorned the dude into being the guy from the video from The Conjuring oh. was like that was very forced. Right, like, Bleh. but yeah, I, I, I didn't it. hate it. I thought it was a good story. Of... Yeah, the cold open was so good. Mm-hmm. The cold open was amazing. The what? When the when the nuns are fleeing, oh yeah, yeah, in the yeah, very yeah, beginning, yeah, 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 and the lights just start shutting off, and you see the figure just slowly. Uh-huh. Oh my god, so good! Yeah, like yeah. it's done very well. Yeah, um, I would love to work with James Wan someday. Hey, James Wan. He just produced that Hire though. Me. I don't think he directed that. Still, but like the co- the whole Conjuring universe. That universe, mm-hmm. yeah, he's building out a, yeah. a pretty fun. Well, it's like uh, Cursed for me. Get to good. La, Lor- La Lorona. Um, oh right! It's also they tie that into the Conjuring too. That's part of the Conjuring universe. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't either. And either. then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, "Hey!" Like it's huh. just a like one quick little thing, and you're like, "Hey!" The Curse of Lorna, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. La Yorona. Yorona. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. Orangewood <laughs> Witch. Tell us yeah, I'm pretty, the pronunciation. Yeah, La Yorona, because it's two L's. So My Yorona. My Yorona. Anyway, we did that. We did it really well. So, yes, that. I also just saw The Possession of Hannah Grace. I watched that too. Goo. Goo. I enjoyed it. Where is it on? Where did I find that? Just found it on Netflix. It's not. It's not on Netflix. I looked there. It's, oh, maybe it was just on demand then. It's. I think it might be on Amazon Prime. Like to buy or rent or something? Uh, you have to sign up for Ew. a seven-day free trial of stars. Oh. But yeah. I did, and then I canceled it. Oh, okay. It was free. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have I have regular cable, though, so it was either Netflix or it was just on-demand free movies. Okay. I go to the yeah, free ones. I looked on Netflix. They may have just taken it off because mm-hmm. I saw it on there, and then it wasn't. But um, Good movie? 
Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was good. It was I, Have it was you seen good. the autopsy of Jane Doe? Yeah, I actually yes. just saw that like it's three days ago. It's kind of like that. There were again. It's, that's another one. Like I like things about it. Yeah, it's similar, mm-hmm. but a, like the different. story is a little bit different. Okay. It was good. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's more of a like, broader story, I guess oh. you would say. But yeah, it's, it's similar where it's like the shitty happenings are because of a fucking corpse. Right. Like, what's happening? I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, the whole time Autopsy Jane Doe, I'm expecting that corpse to fucking blink or something. Yeah. You know? It's just nightmarish. Yep, just a real naked cold lady. Yep. Yeah, well, (laughs) Hannah Grace is a little different. Okay. A a, a little bit, but like a similar vein. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So if you liked that, you'd probably like this one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Enjoyed it. I know, I'm just like, oh, there's so many things I want to watch, and then I can't choose, so I just go back and watch Friends. See, and then, yeah, like- <laughs> There's big, only so many possession movies I can, I big can watch. Big Mouth just came out that I gotta watch. Oh, the cartoon. And then uh, the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, comes out in a week. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah, uh, Hulu is doing Huluween, so yeah. if you go on there, there's lots of movies to- Watch Hocus Pocus is playing all the fucking time. To follow up on the comment I made last week about the Adams family, I watched the trailer. Not excited about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm not either. It's too too kitty. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not excited. I was just like, I would have been okay with it, but I just really cannot get behind Charlie's throne. I didn't mind her voice. It was just like, it was too cute. I'm like, this yeah, is, no, I'm it's not. It's gotta be grimy. Adam Sandler's gotta be grimy. That's why I was like, eh, why? No, yeah, meh, yeah, yeah. meh, meh. So yeah, uh, Hocus Pocus is playing all the time, much like Christmas Story does yeah. during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that maybe we should post our Sanderson sisters photo. Mm-hmm. Why isn't anybody playing Halloween during Halloween? Right. I'm sure, somebody is, aren't they? Should be. Uh, I want to say most of them are on Netflix now. I all scream all of the scream movies. Are on Netflix. Love those movies so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2018 Halloween is on HBO. Okay, I have that. Yeah. Is that the Rob Zombie one? No, no, no it's the new new one. Oh, oh, With oh. Jamie Lee oh. Curtis. And it is. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Spectacular. Oh, good. I haven't seen good. that yet. I haven't seen that I, yet. Where she plays. Lo- she play- yes. Yeah, she comes back. Yes. I didn't love I it. Struck. I didn't hate it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. The thing, it like, keeps a very similar tone to the original. But Danny McBride helped write it, and when you hear the jokes that are in it, I'm like, I can hear Danny McBride saying these <laughs> oh, things. Okay, like it's absolutely his humor. Okay, hundred percent his humor. Uh, but I thought it was very well done. Okay, I, was, I thought it was excellent. Gotcha, gotcha. Meh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Z and I are clearly going to disagree on this. I mean, I didn't hate it. Uh, they're doing another one. Yes, Halloween Kills, which is Christ Almighty. Cool. It's it, but, but it's the thing with... is, so Jamie Lee's coming back. Yeah. Uh, as is Nick Castle, who played the original Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, this storyline, D, with Halloween, they it's a direct sequel from the first one. Yeah. So two through however many they H2O. did are completely disregarded. Yeah. Okay, which is probably good. Yes, it makes the story far more interesting. Okay. Yeah. I so have to go from back. the original to this one, it's just yeah. Like there's gotcha. no there's no there's story no... of Laurie and Michael Myers being. Related. Related at all. He's okay. just a psychotic killer who, like, still has an obsession with her for some reason, but, you know. Probably because she's the one that got away. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Well, the one that got him caught. So, right? Yeah. 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 And there's I mean, a it's couple, been a million years since I've seen a, the original of that. There's but. a couple fucking 
brilliant. Oh, no, actually, he never. No, he did get caught. Um, there's a couple really brilliant homages to the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. that I appreciate it. I yeah. didn't hate the Rob Zombie version. I loved the Rob the the director's cut Rob Zombie version uh-huh. is excellent. Okay, it's really fucking good. It's dark and mm-hmm. it's a super super fucked up story. Um, they basically just do the whole. Uh, they play off of the whole thing where they're related. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. just make that yeah. the story. Yeah, that was the story. But that whole backstory of their family He's your little is brother. so good. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I haven't seen Sequels those ones sucked. in a while. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie was terrible. I don't know. I think I saw it. I don't remember. Like that's They give them a psychic connection. Oh, that's like, dumb. Why would you do that? No, stop do it. That? I don't think like I they that they one. share dreams with each other. I'm like fuck you, <laughs> get uh, out of here. No, nah, that's a reach around. And it came across that way. Hmm. It came that way. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, are there are there any movies that you think we should watch? Because I'll watch them. Yeah, mm, let us know. Talk about it. Uh, Amazon Prime also has a lot of mm-hmm. ridiculous horror movies on there. Uh, Mirror Mirror, I think There's I mentioned it was really good. Series out on Netflix okay. right now that's getting Terrible. some good reviews. Uh, of course, Haunting of Hill House was very well done. Yep. If you haven't they seen it, they are filming the second season of that. Yes, they are. And the amazing Rahul Kohli is going to be in it. Who's that? Uh, Rahul Kohli. He is. From iZombie, most known okay. from. He played uh, Ravi. And he is going to be in the new uh, well, Haunting of Bly Manor right. is the second one. Um, this uh, this series that I've read a little bit about is called Marianne. Yes, I watched it. And I've heard it's good. It is. Mine somehow automatically dubbed it oh, in English instead of doing subtitles. So that was kind of distracting and I mm. couldn't figure out how to turn it off. Um but yeah, it's Marianne is very creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's at the end though a little bit like when you. I heard see, the end falls apart a little bit. Yeah, it kind of. Well, see, that's drops how I. No, and but get, I mean, it's still good. Yeah, and that's how I feel about the Conjuring, which I've probably said five hundred times. Yes. Oh, I, no, I, I love the Conjuring. I love them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love them. I just wish that the original that they hadn't quite gone to so overboard with the possession scene in the basement. It just it just got a little sideways for me. See, I love the exorcism scene. What I didn't love is when they're actually like the very final part of it where she's about to stab her kid mm-hmm. and then she touches her forehead and then the light shines down on her and you hear this choir. Yeah, and I'm like, it got so- motherfuckers, right. she's in a basement. Yeah, I know. <laughs> get it got, out of here. It, the end, but I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish that they hadn't quite gone that way with it. Yeah, that part was a little like, did we need? I know possession is inherently religious, but did we need to go so religious with it? No, it, you know? it didn't need to go all chairs on the ceiling, and it just they 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 could have kept the possession scene, but maybe just not gone so campy with it. I guess. I I love that whole. I love. The exorcism up until the point that she gets underneath the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the whole having her face half covered the whole time mm-hmm. was really cool. And I love how they did, they went as outlandish as they could without using any CGI, which I yeah. appreciated yeah. very, very much. The use of, of CGI in that movie was insanely minimal, which was excellent. Yeah. Made it work really, really well. Made it super creepy. Yeah. Which I like. The, creepy, I like. The Just the wardrobe, just 
open it, like just uh, yes. God damn. The clapping. The clapping. Just yep. the hands reaching out from the clothes mm-hmm. was such God, uh, that movie's so it. good. Anyway. Movie's so well put together. If you haven't watched it, go fucking watch it. Do yeah, it's on it. Netflix. And if you haven't watched mm-hmm. it, what is wrong with you? What have you been doing right. with your life? It's been years. Sin City's on Netflix too. Oh. Sin City's a great movie. It was, I really liked it when it came out. I, I also that. really love Mama. Mama's Always. pretty. Mama's Mama's good. Toria, come. Mama. Oh yeah, that's right. The mm-hmm. yeah, I right. like that movie a lot. Anyway, um, yeah. So if there's anything you want us to check out, send us an email. Send us a message. We'll watch it. Maybe. Can I add on one more? Yeah. Yes. Have you guys watched the Enfield Poltergeist on Hulu? Uh, which one? The one with the, the miniseries? Yes. Yes. No. We Sh- talked about this. We did. That's right. We did. Fantastic. The movie. The, I, mean, the, I saw the, the, the Conjuring, conjuring, conjuring one. Yeah. the Enfield Poltergeist. Right. Um, the miniseries is great, but the end falls apart a little bit. Mm. Kind of. It's weird how horror series just kind of fall apart at the end. Well, the yeah. story itself falls apart a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, the story itself is hard to. In the miniseries, like, it's just. It just kind of ends. I don't think there's yeah. ever an exorcism. I, no, it doesn't I don't need so. to be. And then the I don't, girl because well, is... I don't think there actually was one. <laughs> no, okay. no, that's the thing. The real story of it, it's it. There's a lot of fart noises. Oh, yeah. okay. Farts oh, for days. Serious. That's really just my chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really was my chair. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, the well, because the Warrens weren't actually as involved as the Conjuring Two makes them out to be, oh, okay. and the Not at all. Enfield Poltergeist miniseries. Was based more on the factual investigation, right? Which there were, I mean, there were parts of that that were creepy as fuck. I mm-hmm. love that, but the end was just like the girl is just, well, that happened. See you later, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what weird. Yeah. Right. Here, I'm gonna jump off my bed, take a picture of me midair. Yeah. Look, right. I'm floating. No. No, you're not. You're jumping you're out jumping. your bed, you weirdo. Anyway, so okay, well, send us your stories. Uh, rate, yeah. review, subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Yes, go vote for us. Vote for us for the the thing. Yep the the pods. Yep nomination the pods. awards. Yep. Uh, link in our Instagram bio, and we'll post it everywhere. Yes, again we will follow us on Twitter. We have over fifty followers now on the Twitter. Yay! Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Um, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe, do share, do all the things. All of them. Do the send things. Us, send us your stories. Uh, subscribe. Become a patron. Yes. We'll start getting we got that some put really together. cool shit coming at you. Yes. Through the Patreon. So, yeah. Really cool shit. That is so. that, and that's there's that. Yep. And as soon <laughs> as she gets back from the Europe, we are starting on the merch. Yes. So that is coming at you too. Yes. Again, send us your suggestions. What are your favorite? Th- We've been getting a lot said. of suggestions. People want shirts. People want shirts real bad, which obviously yes, With we'll our make those sayings on them. Yep. Which but I mean, send us done. your send us your favorites so we can make a list. Because I mean, I have a list. I have a list. So we all have lists. Send us your suggestions. What do you? Want? What do you want your shirt to say? What do you want on your shirts? What do you Fucking want? Fucking tell us. <laughs> what do you want on your demotivational posters? Uh, so we're going to make more of those because it's fucking fun for me to do. We need a shirt that says, fuck you, Bob. Fuck you, Bob. 
Absolutely. I, actually, the shirt would I have would to say. I would wear that every day. I will fuck your house is what it yeah. should say. I will fuck, fuck your, your house. Fuck your house. Or no, fuck you, Bob. I will fuck your house. I, yeah, because I've already made it a poster, yes. but it needs to be a shirt. So I'm going to fuck your house, Bob. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your house, Bob. Yeah. Gonna and then maybe your house, have, Bob. Then maybe have the outline of a tea bag, like an actual <laughs> like, Lipton's tea bag. <laughs> on the shirt. I'm going to fuck your house, Bob. I love that. I love that. Brilliant. God, we're good. Okay. But yeah, well, just tell us, tell us your favorite things that we've said. Is there should be a few? Yes, there better be. <laughs> Shit. If there's not, fuck you. Yeah, and and <laughs> house and Jim Caviezel and, and Bob. Yeah, Jim Caviezel take the wheel. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Jim Caviezel take the wheel has to be a shirt. Oh, Done. For sure. <laughs> At like one hundred million percent, Jim Caviezel take the wheel is gonna be a shirt. Yeah, because uh, then people wearing Jim Caviezel take the wheel shirts that will only be recognized by other people that listen to the podcast, they will know. Yeah, because oh, there's yeah. no other way yeah. anyone could be like, what the fuck? Be yeah. like, oh my god, you listen to Ghost and Hose. Yes. Uh, also, we did after receiving a handful of metal cocktail straws think that maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah. You guys into it? Metal en- cocktail straws. En- yep. Engraved metal cocktail straws. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. She, and we were actually at the bar, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool. We could like write ghosts and hose or hexes and hose. We could have them engraved." She's like, "They're so small. They are could they engra- small. And like, if they can put your name on a grain of rice, yeah. they can engrave this straw for sure. And Steve Buscemi said that he can get me ten thousand. So I'm yeah, he, into it. He there said that go. he got the. He accidentally ordered too many from China, and China. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, did you order these off of Wish?" <laughs> right. I was like, "How much did you pay for ten thousand metal cocktail straws? Ten whole American dollars yes. is my guess. Yeah. So a thousand straws Sounds for one right. whole dollar, which I'm into. But yeah, into so I mean, it. if that's a thing, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Like get your fucking ghost and house cocktail straw. Yeah. cocktail straw. We could get. There are so many ideas. I mean, I just endless idea. We can go business. Get yes. some lunch. Go business. 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 Well, we've definitely business. got time. We have to head to where we're headed, and then yeah. we, we have a little bit of time to business before we have to get into the business of business hanging with dead people. So Yeah. But, yeah, so those are all the things. Do uh, them. Do, do them. them. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Yes. Until next time, y'all. The hexes and hoes, guys. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Mwah.